0: Schedule calls, we have to schedule Zooms, we have to schedule coffee, and that's when you're you're solidifying the relationship. Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. All right, how's it going, guys? Hey, just um quick introduction, I'm Mike Henry with um, EXP in Cleveland, Ohio, market. And um, yeah, excited to talk here a little bit about getting back to the basics, back to the fundamentals, in um, what's kind of a tough market over here? It's a certainly a changing market um transition time and uh, some uncertainty out there. So uh, that's one thing that we're talking about with our team is you know, kind of digging deep and um you know, just getting back to the things that have always worked in real estate. Jesse joining us here. So yes, we'll just uh, jump right in. Um here's Jesse. Good morning.
1: Good morning. I'm so excited about this topic, Michael.
0: <laughs> hey, and, yeah, looking forward to it, man. Um just uh did a, a quick little introduction and
1: uh I, I didn't get gonna... to brag about you. That's what happened. Schools our kids school started today for the first time. So I didn't oh, get to there brag about you. Go. Hey anyway. man,
0: back to reality, right?
1: So I'm gonna brag about you anyway. So I'm bragging about Michael and I guys, his team is amazing and they sell a ton of homes. So when I saw the topic, which is getting back to basics, this is not something that like, I'm going to shake off the guy. Like, oh, he's and like, Michael knows what he's talking about. And actually comes from a totally different world of nonprofits, which is very cool that you take that experience and bring it into the world of real estate. So where, where do you want to start this discussion today in terms of back to basics in this market? Yeah, I
0: think, um, you know, just kind of, Framing it up is, you know, kind of a market is in a obviously it's a little different in in every part of the country, but it's uh, certainly shifting, changing more so than I've ever seen before. So I was licensed in November 2014 and frankly have only known, you know, kind of a a strong and improving market with prices going up and strong, strong demand. And um, I thought, you know, this is really the first time where I've seen it, where, Hey, not only, you know, is our inventory low, but buyer demand now is is kind of trickled off too with interest rates where they're at. So um, this is what we're discussing, you know, inside our, our team. Um, what is it, what does it take? And, and uh, just to be real, I mean, I haven't, you know, I think everybody in this business to some extent over the last, especially two years ago, I mean, business was just kind of coming at us, right? And it was, um I'm not going to say easy, but it was, you know, the opportunities were all around us and plentiful. All you really had to do was pick up the phone and go show property. Um, but we've gone from now low inventory where there was, you know, 10 and 20 offers on homes to low inventory where homes are starting to sit a little bit. Um, so that is uh, a different market than I've seen. And it's been since um, 2016, just to be put myself out there where I've had a, a level of fire. I feel like that is required to be really successful um, in a, you know, kind of a down market. So um getting, it, it's trying to get back to the basics, you know, it's trying to get back to the basics and um, it starts with, you know, um, Finding opportunities, finding more opportunities, uncovering more opportunities, and then following up with those opportunities. And so that that's it's not as simple as it sounds. That's what we're gonna talk about today, because there's really really nothing more important.
1: I love it. And so are these the conversations you're having with with your team on a regular basis, I imagine?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we're all kind of you know, our our full-time people are kind of riding through it together and experiencing it all um all the time. But um yeah, as we we talk amongst our team, we're talking about, you know, kind of mapping out where the opportunity is coming from. And I think for most people, you know, there's a percentage of your business that's going to come from your sphere of influence, your relationships, uh, and then there's a percentage of your business that's going to come from people who you don't know. And so when I got started in this business, it was about it was about the people I knew and the people I could lean on to refer me business. Um, And then getting getting involved, getting, you know, putting myself out there in the community. And that's really been the bread and butter for my business. Um, I'm not that guy that, you know, only did online leads and figured out a way to convert them and and just leaned on that entirely. Um, for me, it's been more of a relationship business. And then as I've grown, it's become more and more about finding opportunities outside of my sphere of influence. So
1: so, so which one of those sections do you, do you want to start on or focus on for today then? Or do you or you want to cover both? Like is this more of like a daily activity or a weekly plan?
0: Um you I think. I think that for me the conversation is you need to map it out whether there's no right or wrong right it's it's um you need to kind of take a look at it and it you, you, one's personality one's strengths and weaknesses they're going to kind of determine you know what's the the best path for you as an individual and so I think the point is you know identify it um what what works for you for me it's involvement in the community. Building relationships, building rapport. I like to be in person, face to face. You know, building those know, like, and trust relationships with people, and then that you know, I find if I do that, then things you know tend to take care of themselves because really, the the real estate conversations come up.
1: You know, hey, just, so can, just can, can we d- can we dig into that? And if you have some place you want to take this, by the way, don't let me throw you off track. I just I'm really curious about this because a number of people listening, I know, do they traditionally got their business from Relationships from like you're talking about, you'd be in the community. And a lot of those people are not finding business showing up the same way they used to, right? But, so, True. are you doing anything differently? Are you consciously looking for those real estate conversations when it happens? Are you having different things or you doing more of these? How is it still working for you? Because you still, I know you're still generating sales. How, how is this working for you?
0: You know, I, I for me, I like to be involved in my community. Um, I enjoy giving back. Um, I need to have things on my calendar or they don't happen. Right. And so I tend, I find value in joining organizations, clubs, networking groups. Right. Um, So I'm our current president for my local area chamber of commerce. Um, Those are meetings that happen a couple of times a month. You know, um, there's a, a whole a whole a large number of opportunities that come just from the chamber. There's unlimited numbers of networking opportunities, and conversations just kind of unfold. You know, how's your business? I ask them how their business is doing, and they're inevitably going to know that I'm in real estate, uh, and that and that it will go that direction. But this morning, I was at our, uh, a meeting for our local Rotary Club, so I do that. I'm in a BNI, a business networking group. Um, my kids, you know, just activity. I have three kids that are, you know, between 12 and eight years old. And um, just being involved in their activities, I'm my son's football coach. So we got practice tonight. There's a whole different group of parents and coaches um, that I, I build relationships through that. Um, sponsor my kids' youth, youth soccer program. My wife, you know, in part runs the soccer program. Um, We've got a Civic Club, Bainbridge Civic Club uh, here locally that I'm involved in. Just sponsored a uh, music, was a sponsor for a music festival through that. But just be, you don't have to sponsor. So just be present, be, you know, become a member of something. Doesn't cost much and, you know, put yourself out there and and, and build relationships. Um, I was a sponsor at our um, Chamber Golf Outing this past week. But just in the last month, I've probably had, I don't know, at least a dozen different meetings or events on my calendar where I was, you know, purposefully in front of other people, not to be there to solicit business directly, but it's again, just about building rapport, building relationships. And, you know, um, they want, I want, I'm looking for that effect of people telling me, Hey, I see you everywhere. You know, that's, that's what we're looking for. They see me online. They see me offline. Right. (laughs) So. So,
1: So, so when you talk about getting back to basics for you, I mean, that's a, I'm glad you listed off all those because that was a significant amount of events that, that was one month that you covered, but
0: yeah, I mean, there's like, I, there's I think a
1: lot of people when they going. say, well, I get my business from relationship. I don't think they're doing as much as, as, as someone like you might be doing, like they might go to one or two a month versus like, that's a, like that's a whole plan and and you sit down and you map those out.
0: Yeah. I mean, most of that I've been involved with one way or another for years, um, just about every one of those. And so you know just something you know just part of my schedule is part of my you know kind of who i am and and what i do and it uh, it's it's what i like to do you know i i don't enjoy necessarily going door knocking for example um open houses i kind of like open houses you know i could when i was you know selling more real estate directly um you know getting in, getting in front of people at an open house for me was a great way to do it if you don't have many listings or any listings um i have exp agents you know i'm at the exp in cleveland here we've got agents who call me outside of our team they're asking if they they can hold our, our listings open and sometimes the answer is yes so um we're you know always looking for those opportunities as well no better way to get in front of people who are in the market for a home than holding a home open so
1: so, so, so what are some of these other basics that you're, that you're, you know, when either when you're working with agents on your team or just agents, you're talking in general for you, it's obviously getting involved in a lot of these events that you've already been part of, but just look, you're setting yourself up to have organically real estate conversations. So there are another basics that you think people need to get back to?
0: Yeah, I guess. Um, wanted to focus most of the conversation around today around follow-up. If you don't have, if you don't have opportunities, if you're not getting in front of people and having conversations that you don't have anybody to follow up with. Right. Um, and so within my first year of being in business, you know, I had moved back to Ohio, I had no income. Um, I had two kids at the time and a real estate license. And I decided that this this was my path forward was real estate. Failure was not gonna be an option. And I became, you know, a human sponge. Um, read as many books as I could. Interviewed, spoke with high producers, um, and I really I learned very quickly that follow up was going to be the greatest opportunity in my business to convert transactions, but also the lack of follow up would be the biggest threat to my business for you know wasting away all the opportunities that I had I'd come across, and so. I you know decided in talking I was with Keller Williams at the time I spoke with our team leader and he was a great support to me um and uh through his support and his his mentoring I became the self-proclaimed king of follow-up you know I was going to be the king and I didn't like it I wasn't really good at it but I started convincing myself that I was the, the master I was going to be the follow-up master right and so it was very straightforward. I wasn't really, you know, diligent in a in a CRM tool. I had a kind of a list, a pipeline of people I had heard of that might be doing business, and um, you know, just got to the grind on a weekly basis. Put it in my schedule and made time to follow up. And it wasn't to, to you know, be annoying and say, "Hey, who do you know? Who do you like? You know, who do you know that might be looking to buy or sell." It was, you know, following up with some value and, um, you know, and then, you know, following up in writing with thank you cards, following up with uh, a letter, a market update. I did. um, I had set aside some money to do um, the Cleveland Indians at the time, sports magnets. Right. So I sent those out um, before the spring of my first year with a letter. And kind of introducing myself as their, you know, new their their realtor, right? And then it was just kind of a mindset. I think of not just being the king of follow up, but it was also, you know, the attitude of I'm going to act like I'm a big deal in real estate before I even I start hardly sold any real estate. I mean, I'm just going to like walk and talk and act like I'm a big deal, even though I'm still kind of figuring it out but um you know just be be confident i had to be confident and and then you know put myself out there that was really really it
1: can i can i can i put a different perspective i mean yes you're you're acting like you're a big deal but what you're not doing is a lot of people who in their mind they think they're a big deal whether they are or not they wait for people to come to them. Well, I'm a big deal. So that people might like, you were acting like a big deal, but yet you were continuing to go. When you say follow up, I hear you're building relationships. You are putting yourself in front of these people over and over. And it's something that if you listen to what you like to do naturally, you you are someone who likes relationships, correct? You like to build relationships. Absolutely. Did you ever think about your follow-up being that like you were building relationships or did you just think I'm just following up? Like, like, that's all I need to do is just keep- No,
0: it was honestly- this is I, I i liken it to the process of interviewing and uh, we've been actually interviewing quite a bit for roles with our team employees we're looking for employees to join our team and i'm sure everyone here at some point has either applied for a job or been on the other side of it interviewing people and um you, what you don't see is somebody hiring someone after one interview right And so it's a multiple interview process. You're gonna talk to somebody a couple of times, maybe check references. So if you think about, you know, if I'm on the soccer sideline and somebody introduces me to somebody else who may have a real estate need, or let's say, you know, I'm at open house and and, and somebody walks in and they have a real estate need. Um, and I knock it out of the park in that first conversation, right? I, I have a good conversation. They, they feel like they know me, they trust me. Guess what? I'm not their realtor at that point. It may have gone pretty well, but I'm not their realtor yet. Like it's going to take a second interview, right? And so for me, that second interview is that next call. And the important thing that I do in my first interview, that first conversation is I tell them what's next. Right. You always want to be letting people know this is what's coming next. So you're having a conversation. I'm going to, and at the end of it, you're saying, here, I'm going to follow up. And you're telling them exactly how you're going to follow up and what you're going to follow up with. Then you actually deliver on what you've told them that you're going to be following up with. And that's when the magic happens. That's when they're like, okay, it wasn't just a one and done, you know, you know, pony show. This is actually somebody who, is going to follow through for us. And that's when the trust actually starts to happen. So does that resonate with you, Jesse?
1: hundred percent. And I saw a couple of heads nodding those on camera. Those of you who are listening in, that's your nugget. If you haven't figured out what it was yet from this, if you take nothing else from this, Michael, that was fantastic. Because that that point of like, in that very first conversation, you're already starting to tell them what comes next, Right you're 100%. setting the expectation and you're setting up. So then you can go, because when you, when you do that thing that you say you're going to do, it helps build trust and rapport. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. So, so, so keep going. So, so was it easy for you to become the king of follow-up or? Like, no, no,
0: no, I didn't like, I did not like um, following up. I didn't like being on the phone, but I, I learned that um, I wanted to get this thing off the ground. And if I mean, yeah, I was in this place where it was like there was failure was not an option. It had to happen. Success was the only way forward. And if I needed to guarantee, um, you know, some level of income for my family, then I needed to do everything right. And at the time I decided that the best path forward was um, I I bought a um, headset and I set aside Two two and a half hours each day um, to you know make those calls and reaching out to people who are were even just acquaintances, friends, people I'd met, Um, and then of course those opportunities more important than anything else. Following up on the ones that you know are actually going to be um, transacting, and hey, this applies more today than it did at any other time in my real estate career. You know, if you if you t- if you meet somebody or you have a conversation with somebody and they're talking about um, they need to buy or sell real estate, what are the chances that they're buying or selling real estate like next week? It's just not happening.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe once in your career you stumble upon someone that they <laughs> happen to need a realtor they don't know yet and they're ready right? to go next week, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, more than ever, I feel like. A lot of these conversations are long-term play. And so we need to, to build up that pipeline. Um, a conversation, an email exchange I've had going for the last uh, six months it was uh, a guy I used to help, I coach football with him and it's his son and daughter-in-law looking to move back into the area. And they emailed me like March saying that, they were thinking they, they were planning to move back into the area in the summer of 2024. Now that to me, like if I don't drop the ball like that's going to be a transaction in 2024, you know, Um, but it's not it's it's and that's where the follow up comes in. I mean, you, you can't just assume that you can put that on the side and they're going to call you in summer 2024. like. They need to know that they have an agent. And that's what they have. They need to know that someone's looking out for them. And when they come in town to visit family over the holidays, like you better believe we're gonna, you know, meet up for coffee and catch up and talk about the strategy for next summer. So um it's a lot of long-term plays out there right now.
1: I, I love it. And the long-term plays won't necessarily help you sell a house today, but if you started long-term plays, six months ago, you'd have stuff going on now. So what do you tell the people who, as this market shifted, and they're just kind of like realizing, okay, this is the new normal, right? Is there, as you do enough of this follow-up, do you find more opportunities for today, plus building a pipeline? What, what do you do if you're trying to find business for, for now as well?
0: Or do they yeah, go hand I mean, hand? I think it's the things that you do to find business right now are the same things that you do to find business in the future. And so it's just going to be a mix and hey, if you find somebody that's going to do business a year from now and you're doing a great job for them, um, I've, I've been really surprised over the years on how that one relationship can turn into a lot of different opportunities. And some of those other opportunities might be a lot more urgent and that coach who referred me to was his his son or daughter. He here's I'm, I'm I'm doing a good job with them and my name comes up in conversation It might turn into a, another referral. Um but I don't, I don't know. I feel like people who are walking through an open house right now for example, they're you know they're they're not saying they're going to have to buy right now. It's it's kind of rare. More often than not they're they're just waiting for more inventory to pop up. They they're doing their homework, so they know what their options will be at some point in the future. It could be now. It could be later. You know, it's just. Um, I think it's a numbers game.
1: Yeah. So 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 here's a question for you. I know I know your team. At one point, I know you personally. You're more of a relationship guy, but you did start to purchase and get from different sources a number of online leads. I don't know if you guys still do as much of that, but. Do you find follow-up to be any different with someone that you met from a soccer game, a, a, a non-profit you're involved with versus an online lead? Or does follow-up look the same regardless of what source they start, with, they start from?
0: Yeah, I mean, we need to work a little harder with um, the online leads because those, for the most part, you know, uh, unless they're moving from out of town, they just literally don't know anybody in our area. Um, if someone's clicking around online and they don't, they honestly don't know a good agent, then they may not be a relationship-based person themselves. You know, they may be more likely to be kind of a, have that transactional mentality, and so we need to work harder and and do all the more follow up with somebody who is coming in online. And we do, we do. We've got um, leads for through social media. We've got Google pay per click. Um, we just partnered with uh, realtor.com for leads in our area, sorry, realty.com for partners for leads in our area. And, um, they're, they're all, they're all different. Um, we're, we, we're starting to uh, leverage the express offers program and got some, you know, instant offer leads coming in. Um, and yeah, they, they, these people just are looking for uh, they're looking at the numbers. That's what their focus is. They're looking at the numbers, and it's not relationship based. So, at the end of the day, if we're not following up, then we're going to lose it. You know,
1: that's a really interesting distinction. I I never really considered that. That I I figure you're always trying to build relationships, but some people if they're not relationship driven either. If they're more transactional. You just have to be there at the right time when they are ready or somehow hit them from whatever side they're. you have to understand what side they're coming from. Interesting.
0: you keep keep providing value at some point. They're going to just respect the value. Um, it's not about you know, who's their friend right now, you know? <laughs> so, yep. Yep. Um, and a lot of them are people moving and relocating, moving from out of town. So they don't, maybe they don't have the network um, that someone locally would. So,
1: do you like when they're moving from out of town and they don't have a network or is that, or what, what's your, when you see that, what do you think? Honestly,
0: I'm indifferent. Uh, whether, they, you know, if they need, if they've got a real estate need, we're, we're ready to help them. Um, it it's, it's nice if somebody's coming from out of town and they clearly, you know, they're not going to have second thoughts. I'm like, Oh, I forgot my neighbor is a realtor, you know, <laughs> well, they're from out of town. So they're, you know, that's, that's they're the competition kind of falls falls to the side. Right.
1: Totally. We we got about five minutes. Is there anything, I know you want to focus mostly on follow-up. Is there anything else on the follow-up side, any tips, tricks, anything you want to add that we haven't covered yet on follow-up?
0: Yeah, I would say it's, it's really just about, you know, getting comfortable with the uncomfortable um, in a, in a time where, you know, the transactions are harder to come by. Um, we need to double down and it's it's as simple as picking up the phone for the most part and reaching out to people who are in your world or, um, again, finding ways to get in front of people who are not yet in your world and getting them in your world.
1: Well, I I think that makes a lot of sense. So if you don't, I mean, most agents probably have a list of people to follow up with that they either aren't doing enough of or don't have it and if you find if you look and you're like i don't even have anyone to follow up with Then step number one you said was you got to map out something that suits your personality that suits your strong sets, that you can start to get more in front of people correct
0: right right hey yeah i know, know plenty of people who are leaning into to video and youtube and tiktok and doing very well and it's hasn't been my thing but it doesn't mean that it can't be your thing it's it's uh what makes sense for you and and what 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 works to your strengths right
1: yeah but, but if you're doing social media and video and tiktok which is great also it still comes to the point where you've all you've done is created a conversation doesn't matter what source they started from and you still have to follow up those those agents might be using video to continue to do their follow up which is great because it's highly leveraged however they're still doing the same basic pattern of prompting a conversation and then building a relationship over time and by some sort of follow-up. And I think mm-hmm. adding that that active element of follow-up you're describing is important regardless of whether it's from a sphere of a, a video, a social media lead, uh, an online, it doesn't matter. You still have, the, I think, adding some active element and still helps to, that. Yeah. You think?
0: One more um, point I'll make on the on follow-up. Um, obviously, you know, most of us have heard it that, you know, the biggest lever And a real estate agent's success is the appointments, appointments, scheduled appointments held. Right. And so uh, what often happens is you're on the phone with somebody. And if you are working with online leads, people are calling in about a specific property. And you get on the phone with them and realize quickly that maybe that property is no longer available. Um, You can't let that conversation die right there. Right. Like... You don't have to schedule an appointment at the property. Let's, let us not forget that you can schedule an appointment on the on on the phone or on a Zoom or at the coffee shop. Um, you want to get in front of them to have an opportunity to build the rapport, build the relationship uh, that's needed to you know make that that agent relationship happen. So um, I think that, I, I that that is lost quite a bit. And it doesn't feel natural, especially after these last couple of years, where there was so many calls about such a few number of of listings, and it was just the appointments were happening at the listings. Here in our market, that's shifting. We have to, we have to, um, you know, schedule calls. We have to schedule Zooms. We have to schedule coffee, and that's when you're you're solidifying the relationship.
1: If you pack your calendar like that, it's gonna be hard not to stumble upon business. I mean, truly, like that's I, I love that, Michael. Um, we're gonna have Michael back on Thursday. I love that you're gonna be here twice this week. Right. So, so he's yeah. here on Thursday. We'll be here. We're gonna be talking about on Thursday where you can add leverage now to your business, right? How to create opportunities in your business without giving up your core competencies. So Michael's and I are gonna be Michael's leading that discussion, but I'll be here with you, Michael, on Thursday as Great. well. That that'll be fine. People wanna get a hold of you. Um, oh, and before, as you think about how people can get a hold of you, uh, for anyone listening, this is a good reminder for Michael too. We have our once a month mastermind later today for team leaders and icon agents, right? So anyone who's selling at a higher volume, if you, uh, you should have that invite already sent to you, if you're part of our crew. And if, if you're not, if you're just a guest listening in, you are absolutely invited. If you are selling 25 to 35 houses a year or more, you run a team. Um, you can message Michael. He's about to give you his information or whoever invited you to, to check out Agent Power Huddle. Just ask them. They'll, they'll tell you how to get connected to our, we have a once a month high level mastermind today. So Michael, what's the best way for people to uh, to find you?
0: Yeah, um, I'm, I'm available to chat, chat anytime. My cell's 216-973-1402. Uh, feel free to text me or um, Facebook is a uh, social media. I'm probably on the most. So DM there works as well.
1: And if you got referrals in Cleveland.
0: Hey, we're ready. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> I got to plug it for you. All right. Well, thanks for being there, Michael. This is fantastic. Have a right, wonderful guys. day, guys. Amy Iza will be here tomorrow. And then Michael Henry, you're back here on Thursday. I will see it's you on Thursday, guys.
0: All right. Have a great day, guys. Bye, guys. See ya.